When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. everybody happy 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 tuesday yeah. baldy wow what a weekend of football it's thanksgiving week oh my gosh all right the all city all nfl podcast brian baldinger i'm anthony gargano i can't and, believe it's thanksgiving i can't believe so, it's thanksgiving like i was through the airport yesterday and you can see like all the kids are off from school like they're all in the airports they're all traveling you can see the holidays have begun the airports were jammed yesterday yeah yeah, I got a surprise for you uh, coming up later Okay, about what we're going to do for Christmas mm-hmm. leading up to Christmas. All right. It involves you. It involves food and maybe the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. Oh, it's one of my oh, favorites. I know it is. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. But, but before we get into Sunday's incredible recap, what are you doing for this week? Like, where, where are you headed for I'm going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in, uh, in Florida. I'm going to be in Florida, my house down there. My girlfriend's there. She's got her whole family over there. But honestly, like, it's not even about that. Like, I'm, I'm working on Thanksgiving. We've yeah. got three games. Yeah. I'm working for the NFL Network, so I'm doing the post-game analysis on these games. So I got to I gotta watch the games. Like, I'll get, uh, you know, I'll get some turkey and some wine in late, late. But honestly, like, I'm plugged in. San Francisco's got to go to Seattle, you know, the late game. So we've got we've got games. You know, I, I played for the Cowboys uh, for six years. We always played on Thanksgiving. So we'll see the Cowboys. We'll see the Lions. I mean, those are two two NFC teams at the top of the leaderboard right now. All right. Tomorrow we will talk Thanksgiving. We will talk football on Thanksgiving. We might mix in some food too. But let's go over Sunday and what we learned this past week. It was a, a very interesting week of football. So let's get started. Go yeah. kind of go through the games and uh, let's look at what Steelers Browns man. All right, DTR gets a win. It was a slugfest, man. Yes. That was AFC North football. It was unreal. And, you know, you think about it. It's 10-10. All right, the weather's, like, getting rough in Cleveland. And, you know, Cleveland gets the ball at the 35-yard line. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, people question, why not P.J. Walker? Why the rookie? He struggled in his one first start against the Baltimore Ravens through three interceptions. Like, don't turn the ball over. Cleveland's defense can carry it. So, Cleveland's defense carried him. Um, but darn if he didn't complete four straight passes in a row. Four straight passes in a row, a couple third downs, um, and they moved the ball 43 yards down the field to set up the game-winning field goal. Like, that's exactly what you wanted from Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And you can see the whole team loves him. 
Like they like he was the star. And I I, I tweeted this out today. I hope Kevin Stefanski only gives out one game ball. And I hope they give it to the quarterback. Because that's not easy to do. And they ran the ball effectively. Uh, they played tremendous defense. Heck, Miles Garrett gets a sack on the first play of the game. But so Cleveland is in this race. It's unbelievable. They're in this race. The field goal kicker is excellent. Defense is outrageous. Um, they got enough from the quarterback. But Pittsburgh, they this Jalen Warren, he's the whole offense. Oh, my God. He's the whole offense. How about that run? This, that was unbelievable. They, he, had a, he had a run like that in preseason. And I just said, ah, it's preseason. But he he's a finisher. Yeah. It's like, like I've been a fan of Jalen Warren since last year when I when he started getting on the field. And I was like, you know, I don't know if this Najee is a starter. This kid has got more juice. He breaks more tackles. He's got more open field speed. He runs through tackles. He's a great receiver. Like, that 74-yard touchdown run, because we, we – you see five of those the whole season in the NFL. You just don't see guys break away like that. It really reminded me of when I watched those, I wa I feel the same way last year when I watched Pollard and Zeke. When you went, man, Pollard is the guy with the juice. Yeah. I feel the same thing with, like that with Warren and, and Najee. Well, they got to, you know, look. Najee's better than what Zeke was last year, let me just say. But Cle Cleveland, I mean, Kenny Pickett has to play better. Just has to play better. Like there's just too many. He's like killing them, man. Well, well, I mean, look, they they needed it. Like a day like yesterday, they should win that game. If you got any kind of quarterback play, they win the game. They 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 their, their passing game is so, it's so elementary. Like just like he's throwing a back shoulder fade, and Deontay Johnson's running a go route, and the ball's bouncing off the turf on third down. Like you're off the field. You know, there's just too many breakdowns in what they're trying to do in the passing game. Right, The running game was good. They had a good running game. They couldn't run the ball a whole lot better than what they did yesterday. And Warren's giving them juice. Scored their only touchdown. But for them not to put drives together, uh, I don't care how you, you – like Cleveland cobbled a drive together with a rookie quarterback making a second NFL start. Uh, that's, a, that's a bad loss for Pittsburgh. They're not out of it by any stretch. But I don't know when this passing game is going to wake up. I know. All right. Uh, one one passing game we know is awake, always awake. C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell wow. at it again. And look, Arizona, was it Kyler? Looks pretty good, Kyler Murray. Looks pretty Kyler, Kyler, Kyler played good. They had chances. They had yeah. three chances yeah. to go down there and go win the game. Credit Houston's defense. Uh, D'Amico's done an unbelievable job. But this relationship between C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell, the first and the third round picks, I was trying to think to myself here, and I wasn't given a great deal of thought, but what's the best rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver connection we've seen in recent times? Like, I, I couldn't really think of one that just popped at, and, you know, like I can't think of it right now. And you watch... The relationship, he had eight catches for 149 yards, and the touchdown was ridiculous. Like, it looked like Michael Jordan hanging in the air, like waiting on that ball to come down. Um, I did a, a video today breakdown of C.J. Stroud and just his footwork and just how, you know, like some quarterbacks, their feet are always jumpy. You know, like I always say, like, that's the thing that stands out with him. When we looked at him, he, his movements are precise. Well, it's a – it's a, even more than that, 
Uh, well, that's a good way of saying it, but I would say it's a conservation of movement. Yeah. Like as little, like you want as little moving parts to throw accurate balls. And his footwork marries his his release. Yeah. His feet are set in the ground. He moves. You can see his mind moves with his feet. And he goes through his progressions. And then his throws, like the ball just comes out with a tight spiral. It goes where he wants it to go. And that was a, that was a good football game. And Arizona, I've been telling people, like they challenge you defensively. They've got young kids that nobody knows, but they play hard. Um, that was a great win for them. Yeah. I tell you, I, I 333 love, yards for Stroud. I, 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 I love. I know it. he had three red zone. I, I love this Houston team. I just do. I no, can't but, get enough. But you know, it's funny. Like this is how Houston is becoming, like this brand now. So during the game, Steph Curry tweets out, "Don't stop shooting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. he, he, he's because uh, like CJ Stone, a couple of red zone interceptions. Yeah, you know? it's cool. And 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 Steph is like watching this kid going, "Don't stop shooting." I remember Andy Reid. One time told me about Donovan. He goes, look, Baldy, you know, I believe in what Larry Bird told us all. He goes, shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. And I felt like C.J. Stroud never let anything get to him. He just kept firing. Yeah. I love it. Uh, all right. Also, let's keep going. Go to my game. Go to my game. Sam. Well, wait, I got to go in order. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm stickler with this stuff. Okay. I you got know, you. I am stay organized. Uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville. I, I kind of thought that this was a get-right spot. I think we both said that mm -hmm. last week where Lawrence looked good, mm -hmm. looked like himself, right? So Jacksonville gets back. If they get paced by San Francisco, they go in and beat Tennessee. Yeah, well, I mean, this is what they. This is what this game was. It's a bounce-back game against a division opponent, a team that they know very well, that is basically built around the front four of Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Archer and Harold Landry. And if you handle those guys up front, you can make some plays on the back end. So, look at that AFC South. Where do you, where, where, how do you, how do you kind of well, look Well, I mean, look. When you, you look you at, it's, it's Jacksonville and it's Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is right now. And so, and you got to look at the quarterback play. I mean, C.J. Stroud is playing like an elite player in this league right now. And Trevor Lawrence was drafted to be an elite player. And so, they're going to meet again. But... It's, I, I think it's anybody's division right now. Yeah. I don't think just because Jacksonville has a better record. Yeah. Records don't mean anything right now. Yeah. It's how a team is playing. And Houston is playing really well. They are. Jacksonville is 7-3. And, and, uh, Will Anderson, Jalen Petrie. 6-4. All these young so guys. They're, they're right there. It's a, it's a great – those that battle. Who would have thought that that battle is No, but like, but like even, even in Houston, I'm watching the game um, uh, early this morning. And, you know – they lose Denzel Perriman, their middle linebacker, right? Suspended, okay? They st Blake Cashman, number 53, comes off the bench. Blake Cashman steps in, and you would think that's their starting middle linebacker. He played at that level. Like, that's kind of what – when you start turning things around, all of a sudden you lose starters or key players, and you just overcome it. All right. Let's uh, give a yo – to our mad, mad Max Crosby, the Condor, the Raiders played Miami tough. They had plenty 20 of 20 to 13. They, they forced three turnovers yeah. against Miami. Yeah. No, look, look, I mean, the Condor hit me up today. You know, we talked to him last week. And he says, <laughs> uh, tell me what you think, brother. Like, I think, you know, they, 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 you know what the thing is? They left it all on the field. 
you know, the quarterback came up a little short. He's a rookie. Yeah. Okay. And then, look, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Phillips, like that defense, not just because of what they did yesterday to the Raiders. No, you've been saying. Like, this defense is it's coached by Vic Fangio. Like, I played against Vic Fangio when he was a linebacker coach with the Saints. This guy's been at this thing for 30 years in this league. And he, he, he there's a hallmark of his defense, and it showed up yesterday. He's in two different spots, in Chicago and in San Francisco. He's led the league in takeaways. Like, watch him come. Jalen Phillips yesterday with an interception. Jalen Ramsey with two interceptions. Like, the takeaways are going to come. They've got three elite players on their defensive line, and Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb. And then their secondary is elite. So that defense, like, look, Antonio Pierce is, is sick that they didn't get their third in a row. But they left it all on the field, including what Max did. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I, was, uh, I was impressed by their effort. I mean, that was a team that came to play. And look, you know, Tyreek Hill's ridiculous, yeah. right? Like, it really was a one-man offense. I mean, he was unbelievable yesterday. Well, like, he catches he a slant, is. you know, and he just, you know, I mean, just, just blazes a trail, you know, right through the defense for the one touchdown. Uh, in Carolina, we saw the Cowboys yet again beat up a bad team. Uh, I mean, that Carolina team is just dreadful. I mean, it doesn't matter who's calling the plays. It's just a bad team right now. This Deron Bland for the Cowboys. You've been talking about it. He takes another one back. But, Unbelievable. But, you know, another he, pick six. But, like, he's playing man coverage yesterday. Like, it didn't matter if he's taking on, you know, Tommy Tremble, the tight end, if yeah. he's taking on Adam Thielen. Like, literally, I put on Twitter today, it's lockdown, touchdown. Like, he's locking down the right side of whoever they're playing That against. doesn't matter. Mingo. Like, he's yeah. got six interceptions and four. Like, he's the second. He, he's second in the team in touchdowns. Like, that's just four interceptions for touchdowns is unheard of. And... Like, it's going to come to a point where I think quarterback's just going to st stay away from him. Like, it might it might get to that point. He's jumping these routes. What do you see? Like, where, you know, where did he come at? Where did he come from? Well, he had, he had a lot of interceptions last year as a yeah. rookie. Like, he stepped in last year when they had injuries. Not like this. Oh he wasn't God. even starting this year. He took over for Trayvon Diggs yeah. when Trayvon got hurt. So, um, I think he had five interceptions last year. He's got six this year. But I think when I watch him play right now, I can't help but think that he's being influenced and taught and tutored by Stephon Gilmore because he's got a lot of the same traits as Gilmore. The way he sits on these routes, like he's not fooled, he's not double moved, you know, and he's not gambling. Like he's just playing sound football, but he's reading the routes. He understands the situation. And even the interception of Bryce Young for the touchdown, like he's, he's, on, he's with Jonathan Mingo going across the formation. So you can stay in phase, which means stay on that field yeah. shoulder right there, and then when the ball, when it comes time to make the play, you put your hand in front and you bat the ball away. But he's like, he's, he's saying the ball's in the air. It's my ball. So he's breaking on the ball without even thinking about defending the pass. Like, that's advanced stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, you know. They're scared. But I said, I said last week, I go, this is the game where the guys get their numbers. So, Deron Bland gets his numbers. Micah Parsons gets his numbers. He gets three sacks. So, Pollard. You uh, saw Pollard, you know, with the big touchdown. So, like, the guys, they, Dak didn't have to do a lot. 
You know, it was, they saw Schoonmaker made a, you know, a big play in the middle of the field. Dak didn't have to do a lot of lifting. The defense shut it down. But honestly, like this schism that is growing week by week between the number one and number two picks, like, is this, is this what we're going to see for their careers? Like, is this reversible? Or is, can Bryce Young ever close the gap? Because well, Roy looks the, like he's he's going he, he he's going to you know one of the great places in the NFL, and the other one looks like it's eleven weeks, it's eleven games, but man, like I don't want to call anybody a bust after eleven games, but this thing is just like it's so diametrically opposed. I know, and you know the thing that you you worry about is like the thing about Stroud is he had size, right? Like you compare it to. Bryce Young, diminutive. And look, you know, I mean, we, t- we talk about Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray being the number one pick overall. And, you know, when, when it came out, you go, all right, I could see it. He, to, at Alabama, he was able to find throwing windows. But this league is, you know, not not the SEC. Well, you... It, it, as you know, good you, as you the look, SEC is. Yeah, but, uh, um, there's no Mississippi this, States in this league. But you... There's some guys that get drafted at the top of the draft. I'm not saying this is Bryce Young, but I there's there's an old thing with uh, coordinators and coaches in this business. Been in a long time that you recognize sometimes as soon as you see the player you drafted, no matter how high they were, you know that you made a mistake. Like I know just from years of first mini camps um, and the rookie crop comes in, like you know without ever putting pads on, you almost know who's going to be a player and who can't play. Like yeah. you almost know it yeah. right away. Yeah. And you could you the yeah. face you're making? Yeah. Is the face a lot of personnel I, people I, make. I know, and I could and I feel for him because I hate to say because I think Bryce Shaw's a dynamite kid, and I I, tr- I truly hope that he's able to do it. And, and in fairness, they got nobody around him other than Thielen. No, that's he, true. he's got nobody around him. So but 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 the offense line is not played. I mean, I know Mike had a big day yesterday, but the the, the offense line is not they they don't they're not terrible. No. They're not. They've got guys up there that can play. Um, you don't want to. They write can't run off. the ball. They can't. So, but but what happens if you make a mistake? Like the Jets made a mistake. Like if this is a mistake, everybody gets fired. I know. Everybody loses their job. I know. And it's it it literally like you could just see Houston flourishing and D'Amico Ryan's being a candidate for coach of the year because what he's doing. And that was a dreadful franchise for the last five years. But Frank Reich's on a hot seat. He knows it. That's why he took the play calling back. That's two years in a row. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know how patient owners can actually be because I don't know that you can. There is no patience anymore. I mean, you know, kids play right away. I mean, that's just. Okay. The days of you got drafted, you were sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I got that part. But, you know, like Green Bay, there's patience in Green Bay. And all those young kids, we'll get to them. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Musgrave, you know, Romeo Dobbs, Watson. Like, those young kids are all on the field, and they beat the Chargers yesterday. Yeah, they did, man. Well, let's talk about it, right? So, they beat the Chargers. Green Bay over the Chargers. And we saw a meltdown from the Chargers head coach. We saw the meltdown from Staley who I, I've never been a big fan of. I just, sometimes I watch them and I get frustrated mm-hmm. because, like, that's a team 
that has had incredible talent. I'm still a Herbert fan. I think Herbert is a terrific quarterback. And I think Staley has just hurt him. I think he's hurt that team. Well, I mean, you know, look, I mean, as bad as they play defensively, and let's face it, they broke down all over the place yesterday uh, in every phase. You know, you run a reverse for 32 yards. Nobody gets a guy out of bounds. I mean, just one play after another. The kid Tyler Kraft out of South Dakota State is walking a tightrope down the sideline. Nobody can get him out of bounds. He ends up in the end zone. I mean, it's just Christian Watson runs a, a, an over route. Nobody picks him up. And everybody's pointing a finger at each other. But after all of that was said and done, Herbert got the ball with a minute to go, and he put the ball right on the fingertips of, you know, the receiver right there, the rookie, and, you know, Quentin Johnston. It fucking goes right through his hands. I know. I mean, it's right. I mean, he might finish in a paint, but at least they're in field goal range. Oh, yeah. But you go, is this – you know, when they say inconsistent hands, yeah. do inconsistent hands ever get better? No. Because I feel like – no. That, he's got to catch that ball. Come on, man. The ball is perfect. Like, Herbie puts it right on him. Yeah, he's got to catch it. So, which, now, after the game, you saw this. Staley has a run-in with the reporter mm -hmm. where, you know, Staley, get, get the whole nonsense where he picks out a reporter. You've seen these coaches. Mm -hmm. they, they start to feel the pressure, mm -hmm. and they lash out against the reporter. And yeah. I'm just curious about where you assess blame with the Chargers, well, because so I the, put it on the head coach. It's on the head coach. Like there is no, there is no, no denying they've given that team everything that you could ask for, and all they continually do on the defensive side is break down. They don't tackle well, and they don't cover well. They're terrible in zone. They break down a man. Like it's just, I don't. It, like I know uh, a lot of people in that organization. I don't know how you can cover it up. Like I don't know. Like. The only thing that helps the Chargers is they don't really have a fan base. So nobody's like if that was in Philadelphia. So, uh, that was in Philadelphia, and that was like the that was the exhibition. I wanted I want to choke. They'd be them. throwing things. Oh out of my the god! Well, could you imagine if he would have coached? Do you remember the game against the Raiders? And they they need. By the way, the Eagles interviewed him. Yeah, I know. And I, he took the job with the Chargers. Yeah. They well, had yeah, yeah, they had Herbert. But you remember Dodge won there. Do you like? Could you imagine? You remember the game, the Monday night game, last game of the season, getting the playoffs. Yeah, against the Raiders. And if they tie, yes, they're both in. Both in. So now it's overtime. What do you like? And the Raiders were playing. If you remember, they were playing for the tie. Yeah. And he, like there was a gentleman's agreement. Like at that point, yeah, let's just you go play to the for the tie. Yeah. And he doesn't do it. Man. Like, that alone, I remember going, what are you, stupid? Like, yeah. why, why in the world? What, the Raiders went to the, the playoffs. Yeah. They went to the playoffs. And Herbert took him back. If you remember that game. Oh, yeah. He, he, they were down 16, two yeah. touchdowns and two two-point conversions. In the fourth, late the, in the, the fourth quarter. The fourth overtime. Yeah. I See, this guy, that's why this guy, to me, is just horrible. I just think he's horrible. But do you think, like, right now, I mean, I know this is, like, a popular sort of take, but... Well, I feel like we're wasting Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I believe that. Like, I this think is that, not takes, right? We don't do takes. I'm not doing a hot takes. Right? We don't do that like, stuff. But like, you're how many right. times are you going to put this broken defense out there? They don't communicate. They're all pointing fingers at each other. They're all jumping up and down after another big play is given up. And you just go, I don't know. Like, it just it, it feels like how many – like, Justin Herbert, like, he doesn't say much. 
No, he, he keeps to himself, which is fine. That's his style. But, like, he's got to be saying this to himself. Like, am I ever going to see, all right, you know, the one playoff game last year? Like, but is this, is this what I got to deal with every year? I, I, I got to tell you, I feel the same way. I'm like, he's in, you know, free Justin Herbert. Because I think Herbert's good. Yeah. And I feel bad because he gets a lot of hate. Like, you overrated or something like that. I think the dude is, is a player. By the way, you you're you got Austin Eckler, and you run him ten times. Yeah, well, I mean, they, he, he only averaged six point four yards a carry. Yeah, why the freak would you only run him ten times? Well, you have two great players on that offense with Herbert. You have Eckler and you have Keenan Allen. Like you just feed you just feed your playmakers. That you just don't like you don't even care about a pitch count. You just feed them. Yeah. That's insane. Anyway, two good games for Jordan Love in a row, mm-hmm. and that sets up a great NFC North battle on Thanksgiving. Definitely. Lions, Packers. I'm looking forward to that game. Well, I mean, you look at the Lions this week, right? I mean, look, Chicago, did they lose the game or did Detroit win it? Like, Chicago's up 12 with five minutes to go. Like, they can't I close watched, that out. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting because on the final drive that Detroit goes down, and scores and, and goes to win the game. Um, David Montgomery got the bulk of all the touches. And I remember, you know, I, I, we talked about this maybe last week, the week before. I remember talking to Dan Campbell this summer. And I go, why, why, why did you decide to blow out Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift? And he goes, man, I had to defend that David Montgomery. Like every year, we, we couldn't tackle him. You know, like we had good guys. He bespoke our tackles. And he was relentless. He goes, I, I just needed that. That was that's who I wanted us to be. And then they they got you know they got uh, Gibbs. So they rebuilt the running back room. But you watch that final drive, and David Montgomery's going right through the Chicago Bears defense. Like whether he's running it or whether he's catching it, like he's like he carried him down the field to the game winner. Oh my God, he did. Uh, by the, way, the game winner. By the way, I, I'm curious what you think because. Fields back, and he played, played great. He played terrific. He played, played with great. himself. He ran the ball. He looked good. He played 104 great. yards on he the He went through his progressions. He was impossible to defend. They had a great game plan from Luke Getze for the first three and a half quarters. Yeah. Like They moved him. They ran all these play actions. They got him on the perimeter. Uh, he went through progressions. He made great throws. Like He was dynamic. He was dynamic. Like, like, it's a shame. I mean, in Chicago, they're killing the coach. Like, you've got to finish that game out. You do. It's a shame, Omar. It really is a shame because the Bears deserve to win that game. You're up 26-14. Yeah. You're like, you're under six minutes to go. you got to finish you gotta that game you got to win the game. you got to win it. Yeah. All right. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> he said, shut the bleep up, everybody. Three touchdown passes. He played well. He got. He actually played well. Now I know that the Washington can't defend anyone, anyone, especially now they have no pass rush. Their defense is abysmal. But the Giants win yesterday. Well, you know what? Almost like they're so pathetic that it's like, wow. Uh, you know, I think that um, look, winning doesn't heal everything, especially when you're you know deep in the crypt yeah. like they are. Yeah. But when you've gone through all the bad quarterback play that they've had this year. You got to celebrate when you get the explosive plays and you're getting it to your wide receivers. And the kid, you know, I mean, I don't know how many starts this is for Tommy, maybe three, but that's the best quarterback play they've had in a long time. 
for the New York Giants this season. Like, yeah, I don't know. God don't, bless him. He played well, man. You know, and then, you know, Kayvon showed up on the other side and they defended. And so, you know. Saquon, man, I give him a lot of respect. A lot of respect because he knows this season's not going anywhere, yet he he balled out yesterday. Yeah. Like, he put everything behind him. They just wanted to go win a football game. I remember saying right here last week, if I'm him, you know, business decisions got to come around the corner. I respect that, man. You go out. Well, his business business decision was go out there and play for next year's contract, yeah. and play with pride and be a giant. I respect that. And there was a lot to lot to be said. I, I I've got more study to do in that game. All right, let's go to your game, the game you are at, Baldy, in San Fran, or Santa Clara, Santa Clara. And you saw Niners. Now, look, Tampa played tough. They actually played pretty tough. But let me ask you a question, because they they have their full allotment in again. That offense scare, looks scary to me. Well, it's scary because the quarterback is scary. You know, he, he had a perfect quarterback rating, 158.3. It's the highest you can achieve. The last quarterback in San Francisco to do it was Joe Montana in 1989. No. The last quarterback in San Francisco. Steve Young never did that. He Steve did it before that, before Joe. The last there was only two quarterbacks to ever do it was Joe Montana and Steve Young. But the last one to do it was in 89 with Joe Montana. All the quarterbacks that have come before and after, nobody's had a perfect quarterback rating until Brock Purdy Not yesterday. Not that Jeff Garcia? No. El Pistolero? No. no. Um, the, what he did yesterday against a, a talented, experienced defense was remarkable. Like, he missed one throw in the second half. He was 7-8 and eight for like 169 yards and two touchdowns, including – you know, the 70-yarder the, the that broke the game open of Brandon Ayuk. Every kind of throw you can make. And so I met him. You know, I, I went up there and talked to him before the game yesterday. So, you know, he's just him and Sam Darnold kind of warming up. They're throwing it. They got their tree going. So Sam's throwing. So I, I wave Brock over. He comes over. Hey, Baldy. You know, I go, I got one. one I, have, I want to ask you about one throw last week, Brock. Like, you pumped. Yeah, the play the we pumped. told him, he broke it down. So, he, he, he pumps Brandon Ayuk, and then he throws it behind on the wheel. He did that on purpose, right? So, I didn't know. So, I, what I asked him was, yeah. look, is that what Kyle instructed you to do? Or is that um, what you you decided to do? He goes, I, the, the free safety is looking right at me, Baldy. I just wanted to move him. And I, I think I, I thought I could get him. But, I, you know, I pumped it so hard, I almost didn't have time to to reload. reload and make the throw. So I couldn't really get everything on it I wanted to, but I got what I wanted done. I moved the free safety. Like, this kid, this is his 18th wow. start. This is his 18th that's start. Actually, that's so impressive. We broke that play down last week. Yeah. That was impressive, dude. We'll put, oh that, we'll, we'll put this that play up. Um, we'll put it on, uh, on the podcast. We'll get it uh, We'll get it put up there. But, but anyways, anyways, so, you know, like some quarterbacks – you really don't want to interrupt them when they're in the pregame warm-up mode. You know, like they're just Peyton Manning's, you know, thrown from his knees. He's doing his, you know, his ball toss. Like some guys, Drew Brees had his routine. You might be able to get a hello in there. But usually they're like this. This kid, it's like this. So my, my partner, Mike Morgan, um, he went to the University of Florida and and uh, and he, he knew he knew uh, he knew this ice cream shop in Ames, Iowa. Iowa State. So he goes, hey, you know, I go to Ames, Iowa. I always go to Soul Flow ice cream place. And Brock's like, yeah, you know, I, I used to go in there after every game. Like, he's like, just cut it up, relaxed. Like, couldn't have been more, more relaxed, really? more carefree. 
and more sure of himself. So I get that from him. So I go to Debo. Debo comes up to me. What's going on, Baldy? Man, you haven't seen you in a while. So I go up and I go, dude, your quarterback is unreal. He goes, I told you. I go, like, explain it. He goes, I'm just telling you, Baldy. Like, that's the smartest guy we've played with. You know, like, he just knows where everybody's at. I go to McCaffrey. I go, Christian, like, against uh, Cincinnati, he makes that throw across the field into the end zone to you. How do he see you? He goes, Baldy, he sees everything. Kittle, Kittle, like, did he pump to, to get you open on the 66-yard touchdown pass last week? Yep, he did. I go, how does he know to do that? I don't know. He knows how to do it. Like, <laughs> nobody really has. I met Ayuk yesterday. Ayuk yesterday, like, was one, he, like, like everybody's He's a hell play. of a player, He's too, a great by the player. way. Ayuk is a, well, I love to come out of Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yep, great route runner. Um, but, you know, they make these difficult throws in this offense, these deep yeah. dig routes, where you got to layer the ball over yeah, Devin White and Levante David, you know, and Antoine Winfield. And then, you know, like I, I told our stack guy yesterday, I want you to chart how many yards after the catch in this game. I'll bet you it's going to be over 100 yards. He had 333 yards passing, and like 120 of it was yards after the catch. The ball's right on a tee. These guys are running full speed with it. Yeah, I, I, Shanahan's a great coach, too. Like, when it comes to principles, play design, mm -hmm. like, his, he's an amazing. He is. He's like, he can, draw, he can designer. Draw, he, he can draw him up, and he can get guys open. He he's freaking George stuff. Armani. But this is what I don't want people to think, and I don't want people to say. This isn't a game manager at quarterback. This isn't a product of the system. This is a kid that can flat out play quarterback in any system. He could play because he he's the defense and the coverage is going to dictate where he goes with the ball. Yeah, it's interesting. It really. Once again, they look they looked good again yesterday. All right, let's keep it going. Now let's go. Oh, by the way, real quick, Fred Warner is unbelievable. Fred Warner, like yes, best linebacker in the NFL. Like his, his, it's everything. Like I said. Like he came running up to me, jumped on me yesterday, you know. And uh, no, but but I love Fred. But he, the thing is, he plays the game with such joy. Like it's just the way you hope everybody could enjoy the game. But it's also because he's so good. His recognition is just so fast. And you know the formation, you know the play. He knows the formation, he knows the play. He knows where the ball's going. He he had a sack yesterday. He had a ball tipped that got intercepted yesterday. Like he's um, he's making tackles at the at the you know right at the line of scrimmage. Like he's everywhere. He's he's got three interceptions this year, three forced fumbles, recoveries, sacks. Like the the, the stat line is just growing week by week. Yeah, I, I I gotta tell you, they're they're scary. They're scary. Um, all right, the Seahawks mm -hmm. because Niners are going to play the Seahawks. Yep. Seahawks lose yesterday. Stafford back for the Rams, but more troublesome is their offense. Mm -hmm. They could get nothing going. Gino has not had the the year he had last year. Far no. from it. No. What are you seeing from that Seattle offense? They're struggling to run the football. Well, they've uh, had a lot of changes up front on the offensive line. They lost Big Abe Lucas the early in the season at right tackle. They've had injuries at the interior. At one point, they didn't have one single guy that started the season playing the original positions. All right, so they've, they've juggled that up front. But they really are 
a run-first team. They're a run-based team. And if you don't get K-9 going, a Kenneth Walker the third, or you don't get Zach Charbonnet going, and that's kind of how Pete Carroll wants to get his offense started. He wants to win the line of scrimmage. Play action, pass off it. DK is still doing DK-type stuff. But they don't want to be uh, a team that is just going to be a pass-happy team. That's no. just not what Pete Carroll wants. No, and you saw yesterday, injuries again hurt them. Um, I look, I mean, we're going to see. that That's a big game. The whole, everybody will be watching Thanksgiving yes. night. Well, I mean, so San Francisco is now taking a step up. They're 7-3, Seattle 6-4. Seattle wins at home. They could be even in the NFC West. And then they play on December, I think it's 12th. So week 14, they play in San Francisco. So they're going to play two times the next three weeks. All right. Let's go to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Bills looked a lot more – looked a lot like the Bills. They played the Jets. So everything – I mean, you always got to mitigate everything you see by opponent. And you needed a big one yesterday. Zach Wilson – I, I just can't watch him play quarterback anymore. Well, evidently the head coach can't or the fans can't. Nobody else can either. I mean, it's just horrendous. You know, it's uh, the, the offense line is so broken. They lose Makai Becton on the seventh or eighth play of the game. Like, they can't keep one guy healthy. They're playing guys that are practice squad players up front. Max Mitchell's out there against Leonard Floyd. He's just getting whipped. The quarterback doesn't trust anything being done up front. You know, Buffalo at the trade deadline, they traded for a guy that I've known a long time, Rasul Douglas. Yeah. He went to my junior college. He went to Nassau. Did he Community, really? Yeah. Nassau Community College. Then he went to West oh, Virginia. Oh, Long Island. Huh? Drafted by the Eagles here. Yeah. Andy White on Joe Douglas. They drafted him. Love Rasul. Always had good size. He's, he's six foot two plus. Yeah. Long court. Two interceptions yesterday. He picks Zach Wilson early in the game. Um, they they need zone. They, they're a zone team. They, they, they lost their corners to Davius White. Kyrie Elam has not worked out. They traded for Rasul Douglas at the trade deadline. And he's got he got two interceptions yesterday. Like, he was a factor. And not, not that that swung the balance of the game. But, look, they, they, got, they got right. They got a bounce-back game. They blew out the Jets. You know, the, the Jets fumbled the opening kickoff. Like, it's just like it's just no, it was bad. Kind, it was comical. I mean, it was com- But now, now you have to look at the head coach going, look, he's complicit in this. The offense coordinator, this whole idea of Aaron Rodgers, like stop with the idea he's coming back. Like you know, like I mean, he he you know he like brought Lazar, that up again. Yeah, but I mean, okay. Well, let's like like I think this whole. What thing, do you do? Like I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know what Tim Boyle is. You know, he played a mop up duty yesterday. He's going to start. The, the the season is not over. Uh, they're four and six. Like, they could still put something together. But I, I this thing looks like it's just crumbling fast. Yeah, I, but if Rodgers says, this is my plan, I'm coming back. Okay, well, good. If he comes back, he comes back. We'll see what the record is when he comes back and if it's worth it. If they're out of it, you know, if in three weeks from now they're four and nine, is he going to come back? Yeah. Why? Yeah. No. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, that's Aaron. For I'm not speaking for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He can make that decision. The Jets can make that. He almost, decision. almost. In my eyes, he comes back no matter what because he wants to play next year. Yeah. Well, regardless whether he plays next year or not, you almost got it. Like, no, look, if I, you're him, like, you, this is such a lost year that 
you, you almost owe it to yourself to go one more year to see what it could be like. I, I mean, but you're 40 years old, you're coming back from a torn Achilles. Like, what, what else could go? Yeah. What else could happen at age 40? Like, it's just, just is, is there another injury waiting to happen? I mean, I don't know, and I'm not wishing injury on anybody. But it's something you have to ask yourself. And then you have to ask yourself if you're the Jets, if you're Woody Johnson, because who knows who's going to be there in New York? Because right now it's falling apart fast. But if you're Woody Johnson, you're going, all right, look, we know how to build a team we, because we watch other teams do it, whether it's Josh Allen in Buffalo or what, you know, what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston. If you get the right guy with the right coach, you can build this thing quickly. Do you want to put your eggs in a 40-year-old basket next year? Like, these are questions. They're just questions that you have to ask. Oh, you know. Like, I, look, I'm not diminishing. I, I'd rather go 50-year-old than Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't take him, Bob. He's terrible. The 50 years of this stuff for the Jets, man. 50 oh. years. Oh 50 years God. of, like, trying to find a guy that could, you know, Richard Todd. Yeah. Where's Richard Todd at? There. He might, he, he's, Richard's in his 60s. Maybe he can still <laughs> find a Mickey Shuler down the field. <laughs> All right. And finally, the Sunday night game last night, Ross. Oh, my. First of all, I love Josh Dobbs to death. Mm -hmm. yeah. I hate to say it. But I, I was, I really was rooting for Josh Dobbs. Like I actually found myself yeah. wanting him to win the game. His I, father I, looked just like him. I, oh my god! Splitting image. Oh, I, I love him at the empty house, and I, I just, I, I love that dude, man. I just, I, I do, and I really like that Minnesota team. I give, I give them a ton of credit. Dad, that, that game was won, and Russ, I didn't, I did not think he had it in him. I know Sutton had it in him. I didn't think Russ could bring him back down and win the He's game. He's not making mistakes. He's, He's not. not making mistakes. And the touchdown throw was a seven cut to Cortland Sutton, and it, it's it's well covered. Uh, they got a rookie corner there in Makai Blackman. But, I mean, he timed the jump perfectly, but Russ put it up there for him to go get it with two hands and squeezed it. Russell can't throw it any better than that. And last week, the, you know, the Houdini act of spinning in the pocket and making a throw to Cortland Sutton for the touchdown – but I mean, there's That's look amazing. I gotta but tell the, you. The, the, look, Kevin O'Connell's doing a great job, and and Brian Flores is doing a great, a fantastic job. I, their defense, man. The I, defense I, is real. Yeah, like real. Daniel Hunter. Vikings are Warren, good, man. The Vikings, they're a, like they're a factor going down the stretch. But they're much better this year than they were. Way last better year. defensively. Yeah, like the Simon close. Yeah, like they are really a problem, but. Dang if Sean Payton. Oh not my a good God. Coach. He's a great coach. Oh he my really God. is. He's I've never been the biggest fan of Sean like a, as, as a as a guy. He's, you know, a rascible figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like in that yeah, sense. Yes. But he's a great coach. He my is, God. He's got this team. I mean, but he's got it's not a formula because it, it's different. But he's, right now, like, look, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are fine. They're not world beaters, but they're they're good in this offense. He's got limited playmaking options. So on that winning drive, this is two weeks in a row now, Samaj P. Ryan is his guy. Yeah. Like he's his yeah. back. He, he's the running back. He's the safety he catch, guy. He, he did it in Cincinnati. He catches the ball out of the back. He catches the ball real good. He's hard to tackle. He's a big guy that's got power. And and it's fourth and three. And Russell's like running around trying to 
There was a flip there to Samaje. First down, like he's extending these plays and these drives. They go 10 plays, 75 yards, and they need the touchdown to win. Like, I was glued to it. And I was like, they've got their fourth in a row. They're five and five. Forget about the record. Forget about any stats. They're a tough team to beat right now. They are. I, I listen. He they play defense. Yes. They don't turn the ball over. They took the kid that I keep talking about, uh, Jaquan McMillan. You know, gets a Dude, again. He gets a fumble recovery that Kareem Jackson just blows up. He's a moldy meat, by the way. Yeah. So, and you know, th this kid is uh, like he's just the, the kids. He gets an interception yesterday. Um, you know, they they they've taken the ball away twelve times in this four game win streak. I mean, you're going to win a lot of games when you're and yeah. you're not turning it over and you're yeah. taking away 12 times. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us in to this ep this episode today. So tomorrow we get into all the Thanksgiving. It's our own Thanksgiving special right here on the program. Well, um, Andrew, can you get a turkey, Andrew? Our can we get a turkey? Yeah, I always I, want to I try need to do baldy. I got to stop at Whole Foods. All right. They have to have turducken. Of course. Yeah, or whatever. I figure. I'll, I'll stop on the way. I just want to pull one of those legs off. I just need to pull a gnaw on it. All right. Our, our episode. All right, Andrew. Andrew's terrific. Our producer wants yeah. to thank him. So we're going to have our own little Thanksgiving special on uh, tomorrow's show. We'll preview the Thanksgiving Day games. And we'll take a look at all the happenings of the league. For Baldy. Yeah. I'm Cuz. Have a great nice. day. Thanks. Silly.